Welcome to The Planet, the podcast for L Word fans. I'm Elka. And I'm Casey. And today we are discussing episode 5 of season 4, Les Girls. You know, it's a good show when the previously on the L Word part of the show takes 10 minutes. Because so it? much shit is happening. So we've been complaining a little yeah. bit on the podcast that we have. There's just not enough booby oh. action on the L Word. And... You know, the L Word writers and producers, action. they're very action. Resec- <laughs> action boobs. <laughs> they don't really have much action. They're just kind of there. Unless Yours have jogging. a lot of action. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know if I feel comfortable with this. Okay, anyway, the point I'm trying to make here is that um, the show is so receptive to what the fans want that they're like, oh, you want boobs? Here's boobs right away. <laughs> Only problem was they were sad boobs. They were super not attractive. We talked about this in season three. We don't want sad boobs. We want happy boobs. <laughs> so that scene, I mean, in a way, it was kind of ridiculous maybe. But maybe I just think that because it made me feel uncomfortable, which it was intended to. It made you feel uncomfortable. Yeah, I kind of thought that that was actually a powerful scene. I agree. Ha! You agreed with me. Mark no. mark this down. Someone write it down. <laughs> yeah, it was really good. I wasn't really into the heavy breathing, but the rest of it, the lighting, and that was a crazy bush. <laughs> <laughs> that was a crazy time. It's, I didn't feel... It's all that tea. Tea? Uh, what? The Does it make you grow more pubic hair? Makes you grow more hair all over. Uh, See? No, well, no. obviously she's not really on testosterone, and that looked real. You think it was real? Yeah. Poor bitch. Huh? Her girlfriend. Oh, I guess she's into that. That's weird. You wouldn't think that an actress would have that. She's no Britney Spears. Well, she wasn't really an actress before. Because I remember reading an article about She's a hippie. I read an article about her and before she ever got on the show, and it said she backpacked across Europe and posed as a man in certain situations, just because, uh, or passed as a man. Just because it was safer. So yeah, she's a big hippie. It totally looked like someone pulled off Ken's head and put it on a Barbie body. It's like the head <laughs> and the body didn't match at all. It, well, was, she didn't. it looked photoshopped. I disagree. She looks like a girl to me. I'm so used to Max as a dude that I thought it was really weird seeing Max's head on Moira's body. That's weird that you say that. If I saw her walking down the street as Max, I'd be like there's a dyke i wouldn't say that's a dude well i felt exactly what i think i was supposed to feel watching that scene which is that all right that's not the right body for that person i thought that it was strange that they did i know why they did it in the opening scene but i show us boobies (laughs) if that's what you want to call them no but i almost felt like it should be at the end of the show because they show this really powerful... What did you think was going through Max's mind when he was staring into the mirror at himself? He took the fake penis out. I couldn't put into words what I think he was thinking, but I feel like I felt it or something. And how did you feel? <laughs> it would take me a half an hour to describe. Okay. Well, the the impression that I got was he had just had this semi-traumatic experience with Brooke. Before that, he thought, okay, I could totally be happy this way. Like, he was having a good time. He had a good job. Everybody was starting to like him again. His emotions are under control, blah, blah, blah. And then it all comes crashing down on him. And I thought that he was like, I need to just face this, that I'm a woman. Because he looks in the mirror. He takes all his clothes off. He takes his fake penis out. And he's staring at himself. It's almost like he's like, look at you. You're a woman. Just Why can't you just be a woman? And then I thought they were gonna, he was going to like start to be a woman again. That's why I thought maybe they should have put that scene at the end. But instead, the next scene with him, he gets happy again. I totally saw that scene completely differently than you. Did you notice Max had no expression on his face at all while he was looking in the mirror? And I think that this is why, so that you would just draw your own conclusion. Because I thought he was looking at it like, I'm a mutant. I thought he wasn't accepting, okay, I'm really a woman, I'll just be one. I think he was like, this is the wrong body. So Mangus drops Angie off with the Sexbot 3000. 
Okay, first of all, this is exactly what Bet was talking about when she said Tina's not qualified to raise an African-American baby. Somebody needs to braid that kid's hair. She I cannot that, walk around with an afro like that. So people are going to think she doesn't have any parents. I think braid, her hair's adorable. Braid her hair. It's adorable. I bet Tina doesn't know how to braid hair. They need to send that baby over to Bet and Kit <laughs> and put some beads in her hair and some beads. braids. <laughs> something. Do something to that kid's hair. She they looks don't like, live in Harlem. She looks like a feral wolf baby. She's a hippie kid. I, I think she looks cute. Okay. Um, what's with the bot whore? What do you mean, what's with her? She's, she's a device. She's it's, not a character on the show. She's a device. It's ridiculous. I've seen blow-up dolls with more personality. She reminds me of the computer game where you try to get the girl to have sex with you. <laughs> what? Game? Have you played this game? <laughs> um, I have encountered it. I'm not really a fan of things like that, but I've heard about it. That sounds boring. Anyway, yeah, she's... Do you shoot her? <laughs> I mean, what's the point no, of the you, video you game? Like, you put your mouse pointer on certain parts of her body, and then she responds. Wow, men are really <laughs> weird. <laughs> yes. <laughs> exactly. Anyway, that's what she reminds me of, because she's... Yeah, she really is a sex bot. She's ridiculous. I like to go up and down. Look... <laughs> My wrist goes up and down. I'm very... What did she say? She said, I've never had a problem going up and down. What? She's... Who says that? She's bragging that she gives a lot of hand jobs. Your cat is staring at the refrigerator door. Watch her. <laughs> God, it's like that scene at the end of Blair Witch when the guy's just standing there staring at the wall. Yeah. Okay, back to the sex bot 3000. Oh, now she's a 3000? What did I say before? Two? Uh, <laughs> she is like the game. The more she has sex, the higher her number goes. <laughs> she started out as a sex bot 2000. Now she's been upgraded because <laughs> she got him to kiss her. Well, she kissed him. He kind of just opened his mouth and then she kissed it. Yeah, like I could see girls acting like that around no one. Okay, I can't think of anyone. Brad Pitt. Maybe, but like, it's Angus. Angus. Yeah. He's a male nanny. Maybe she's just a sex addict and this is her thing because, yeah, if she just left the house and walked down the street, she could find somebody better looking than Angus. He looks like if you touched him, like if you put your hand on his stomach, it would leave a handprint. He's like doughy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's gross. <laughs> What do you think her job interview was like? Hmm? She's the nanny. Has oh. no one ever noticed before that she's a sex addict and she turns any <laughs> statement into a like a double entendre? <laughs> Would you like some meatloaf for dinner? I am very interested in your meatloaf, Henry. Would I? I'd love to have some of your meatloaf. <laughs> any statement. I'm a little rusty. I'm not. <laughs> How is that sexual? I'm a little rusty. Oh, my God. I think I'm going to go take a shower. Ooh, a shower. <laughs> a cold shower or a hot one? Do you want some pizza? I like triangles. <laughs> what? I think I'm going to go do a podcast. I'd like to cast your pod. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what is the deal with her? She's a device. She's like, not how a could, character. How could Angus not, as soon as she starts talking, start checking the corners for <laughs> hidden cameras or something? Okay, you guys, quit fucking with me. Where are the cameras? When she started taking her clothes off, I thought she was going to take her shirt off. And instead of nipples, there'd be flashing red light bulbs. Bleep, bleep, bleep. <laughs> <laughs> and then if you were to touch any of her erogenous zones they just instantly start vibrating you get a little electric shock <laughs> you know how hallmark does a promotion for all their gay holidays and so valentine's day is coming up mm -hmm. so if you buy a, a valentine's day card you can also get these two i think they're bears yeah they are and they have angel wings on and if you put their faces together like to kiss it goes like this and then the male well the boy teddy bear, 
his wings start going fluff, 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 flutter, and they flutter. But the girls don't. The girls' wings don't flutter, just the boys. I think that's sexist. Anyway, that's what it reminds what me of. What the hell? You better not be shopping for your girlfriend in the Hallmark store, or you're going to no. be having a lonely Valentine's Day. I was. <laughs> that's what you're thinking of this whole time. I didn't even. That didn't even cross my mind. I'm like, she doesn't want a bear, Casey. <laughs> I was looking for something for my niece, and I came ac- across that in the card section. Anyway, that's what that's what the Sexbot 3000 is like. You touch her in one place and like her ass just starts fluttering with <laughs> and her nipples flash. You know, she really doesn't even look like a human. She is definitely a robot because the space from her eyebrow to her chin is like two and a half inches. <laughs> and then her forehead is as big as her whole face. Ew. She could, she has room for a whole nother face <laughs> above her real face. Oh her my God. It is bigger than Dana's was. <laughs> oh. Did you notice this? I thought she looked really normal. She doesn't have a five head. She has like a 10 head. <laughs> what? No, I really didn't notice. What I noticed is that I didn't notice. Like, she must be completely average because there's nothing about... I did notice when she took her pants off. I don't know. She has kind of an ugly butt and no hips. It was yucky. I didn't like it. They're still working on the butt technology of the robots, apparently. (laughs) No, but she just... She didn't have any hips at all. It looked like a a 10-year-old boy's butt. How the hell would I know what a 10-year-old boy's butt looks like? You've seen Shane. <laughs> I don't think they've ever shown Shane's ass. Have they? Um, Sure, probably. So what's the booby count thus far? Two. Okay, they didn't show hers. No, they, they showed some butt cheeks, though. That I mean, count. we're spoiled. They might as well have never shown butt cheeks ever again after Carmen's oh, little right. dance. I mean, I'm I'm just amazed by this character... If you can call her that, of Hazel. Backwards, that spells Leza. <laughs> Leza girls. Les. Ah. Uh. Okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Let's move on. So now Angus has syphilis. You can't get syphilis from a robot. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a virus. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's like an 80-year-old man joke. 80-year-old men don't know what a virus is. Okay, it's a 60-year-old man joke. And then Tina and Henry come home and see them making out on the porch. Why would they make out on the porch? And then they hide, which is kind of funny. Tina and Henry. Mm-hmm. And then Tina's like, she is so fired. <laughs> which is exactly what you said. She wouldn't put up with that shit. Oh, now she's fired? Doesn't she act like this all the time? Yeah, you're right. It can't just be Angus. If I were Tina, I'd be looking for the first excuse. Oh, my God. She forgot to put the butter back in the refrigerator. You're fired. (laughs) What? Get the sex bot out of here. Well, you're assuming that she's acted sex botish before. I think she only has, like, it on or off. I think you flip her off and put her in the closet, like, on the Jetsons. (laughs) It's not the Jetsons. That's small wonder. (laughs) Small wonder the girl goes in the closet. Okay, yeah. This is Vicky from Small Wonder, all grown up. <laughs> oh, wow. I would like to see Hazel wear that little red and white dress. Do you think Angus is going to tell Kit himself? No. Absolutely not. Because otherwise, what was with the whole scene with Ben and Tina having lunch? Yeah, I have a feeling like Angus is going to go tell Kit, and then Tina's going to be like, Oh my god, Kit, I have to tell you something. Blah, blah, blah. And Kit's going to say, "Um, Yeah, I already know. No. Thanks for getting in my business. No. Girl. Otherwise, what would be the point of the scene of Bet and Tina having lunch? There's one of two points, I think, here. Or one of two reasons. The first being, they're showing Bet and Tina having lunch, and then you remember that they're a couple. And Bet seems to have a little bit of a tiny subliminal issue with the whole thing. Because she's like, I knew you'd move in with him. And that whole that was kind of weird. It showed a little bit of insecurity on her part. And then, like, they ordered the same food at the same time, and then it was awkward for a minute. So and they that- even had the same gestures, like, yeah. with their hands and tilting their heads. That was funny. So it was either that was the point of that scene, or the point of that scene was they had the difference of opinion of whether they should tell Kit or not. And they ended it with Tina basically saying, I'm going to tell her. And then Bet said, just keep your mouth shut. 
So who do you think is going to tell her, Bet, Tina, or Angus? I think Angus is going to tell her, but we won't know that, and then we'll see Tina tell her. Or Angus won't tell Kit, Tina will tell Kit, and Kit will be angry with Bet for knowing and not telling her. We'll see. I definitely don't think Angus is going to tell her. Well, what would you do if I were who? If it doesn't matter, I'd tell her. <laughs> I'd call if her on the phone right that second. If someone was cheating on your friend, would you oh. tell your friend? If I heard secondhand? Well, that's his, her sister. Yeah, but just say it was your friend. If you knew that your friend was being cheated on. Yes. But it's kind of not your business. Uh, that doesn't matter to me. I totally tell her. <laughs> no. You know what? I say that. But then I just actually thought of a situation, and I was like, no, I wouldn't. But I'd feel bad not telling the person. Well, Casey, I have something I need to tell you. <laughs> Go ahead. I saw Lewis with another bitch yesterday. <laughs> no, I don't know. That's a weird one. There's nothing. There's no good answer. Has that ever happened to you? Like you knew somebody was being cheated on? Yeah. It has? But they were cheating with me. Oh, well, that's different. Of course you're not going to fucking tell then. <laughs> Hi, I've been sleeping with your boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Anyways, obviously, Kit's going to find out eventually, and then what do you think is going to happen? I think that she'll probably end it with Angus. I'm going to try and act more like Hazel. Oh, great. <laughs> <laughs> Go on with your thought. Uh, I think Angus's character is kind of played out. What's left for him? Why is he even on the show? Oh, I see. So I think they're going to break up. And then what? He's going to go riding off into the sunset? I don't care what happens to the Manny. Then Kit can have some other ridiculous romantic <laughs> interests. Yeah. In your whole <laughs> lifetime, have you dated the array of people who she has in the past, like, two years? Plus, she's older. Can you imagine doing that shit when you're older? <laughs> Wait, what did she start? She started out with, what was that dude's name? Ivan. Ivan. Okay. Then she goes to Toe. <laughs> and now the Manny? I think next Kit's going to date Poppy. <laughs> Did you notice Poppy called Kit Foxy Lady? Yeah. Like Foxy Brown? <laughs> I think it was an inside joke. I don't. We see um, another death scene. And they even used the death lighting that they used with Dana. Oh, God. I was going to say... I'm sure a lot of our listeners agree with me that the death of Sounder was so much sadder than the death of Dana. <laughs> oh, except for that it was so fake. It it was so sad. I needed a hug after I watched that scene. I'm not even kidding. It was so sad. It didn't really take me. Because you're heartless. I wasn't drawn into it because it seemed so fake. They had, like, the olive oil tears on the dog. <laughs> and then the dog's like... <laughs> it was a little bit ridiculous. It was the longest death. It's like those old westerns when the guy, he just takes, like, five minutes to die. He's like, oh, oh, and he falls down, rolls around, <laughs> climbs back up a pole, and then eventually, like, gets run over by a horse and dies again a few times. <laughs> That's what the death scene with the dog was like. He was like... <laughs> Just another hug, please. <laughs> Poor Sounder. But I did notice that in that scene they showed Jenny. Do you think those were crocodile tears? She was being allergic. Well, she obviously did have makeup on because it's a television show, but she didn't have much makeup on. She looked hot like that. Do you think girls look hot when they cry? No, I don't. I think that some girls look hot when they're not wearing any makeup. Oh, that's true. I think that Jenny looked a little bit guilty. Not guilty enough to quit being such a bitch about things, but I think she did look a little guilty. <laughs> I love her. I love her so I, much. Okay, this episode, I really just, I hate Jenny now. What? She could win me back if she started to be cute and funny again, but right now it's like, God, she's so arrogant. <laughs> I know. <laughs> she's like an asshole. She's heartless. She's arrogant. It's awesome <laughs> she's such a character like she's fucking crazy everything she did in the show i was like <laughs> oh my god oh my god don't look there's lewis huh lewis he's coming over here he wants a treat oh no distract it okay kiss me kiss, no. Casey, kiss me no hurry, i don't hurry. kiss girls I'll buy who you wear Starbucks, oh, all day shirts. all day <laughs> One of these times, you're going to give in. Never. No, thanks. 
<laughs> but I want you to be on my solar system. <sighs> All right, whatever. <laughs> oh, one thing I noticed about the scene at the vet was that Jenny says, are you sure this is the right thing to do or whatever? And the vet's like, yes, this is what you need to do. This is the right thing to do. Yeah, so? They're not allowed to say that. <laughs> I knew you were going to bring this up. When you go to the vet, they're not allowed to tell you when it's time to put your dog to sleep or whatever. And they can't tell you that it was the right thing to do. I also don't think they're allowed to ask you out on a date. <laughs> <laughs> well, regardless of that... <laughs> Because when and the dog isn't supposed to be put in stirrups. Why was that dog in stirrups with his legs? <laughs> Scooch down a little bit. <laughs> Scooch like, down the end of the table sounder. <laughs> what really stirrups? Can't you use a warm instrument? Oh. <laughs> Can you see a dog in stirrups? <laughs> Sorry. You're horrible. Anyway. It's bad because when that happens, you want them to say this was the right thing to do, and they can't tell you that. Why? Because of liability. You could sue them. Well, I'm assuming you sign a paper <laughs> that says, okay, kill my dog. Yeah, but they're not allowed to tell you if you're doing the right thing. I think that if you have a good vet, they have a way of telling you without telling you. But that's not comforting. You see what I'm saying? Are you Okay. <laughs> Your voice got shaky. You're like, that's not comforting. Okay, okay. Anyway, uh, 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 Jenny Take talks with her mouth full. And Tina what? and Henry are arguing. Wait. And I'm trying to change <laughs> the subject. Phyllis has apparently followed Alice home and won't let her more than two inches away from her at all times. Ooh, I felt the clinginess from the other side of the television screen. She started calling her honey. Come on, honey, let's go. It just whips her down on the bed. And <laughs> yeah, she Alice throws her like, onto the bed. Bounces off the bed and hits the wall <laughs> and falls to the ground. And by the time she hits the ground, Phyllis has got half her clothes off and she's straddling her. And Alice is like, I can't breathe. God. She's definitely a top. And then Phyllis gives Alice a nice present. How oh, sweet. The whole lesbian sex book. And you know what was weird was what was with the transition of Alice because she was trying to like get away from her for a minute. She went into the kitchen with what's her name? Helena. <laughs> <laughs> right. Helena. Yeah, she seems a little bit put off. And then all of a sudden she's like, you know what? Yeah, just let's have sex. Let's try everything in the book. I didn't get it. I think she was thinking that that was the only way she could get rid of her. <laughs> oh, really? She's like, okay, if I fuck her, then she'll leave. Oh, maybe you're right. I think that she was, and plus, you know, Alice is nice and she's game. She's like, what? Well, you know, all right, let's do it. But have you seen how many stars are on Alice's chart? No. But she said it was a low number. It was like 28 or... Okay, if you have slept with 28 women, you don't need that book. Oh, <laughs> Alice doesn't need a book. I would be offended if someone gave me an instructional manual. I'm like, oh, you think I don't know how to fuck? You just wait. (laughs) Well, it's more like you look through the book together and then you point. Okay, time for number 72B. That's so sexy. (laughs) I love 72B, don't you? Uh, no, 72B. (gasps) Oh, (laughs) right. 72B. That's the page to skip over. Of course, they said they were going to try everything in the book, so... 72B could be right up their alley, so to speak. Right up their alley. (laughs) Right up their alley and down the street and through the sewer, up the telephone pole and back again. Anyway. I mean, 72A, maybe. If you're in the right mood and have had enough shots of tequila, 72A is doable, but not B. That's where I draw the line. If you take yoga for a few months before you try B, it can help. Yeah. No, I'm not saying it's not. But I also, mean, it's, it's doable. You, I'm just not into it. You have to get the right gauge of wire. <laughs> <laughs> and you you can't use any synthetic. It has to be natural. Anyway, did you notice when Alice is flipping through the book and she's like, oh, analingus. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, the porn bass beat comes on like, brown chicka, brown, 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 And that's it. Either. That was it. Really? It was just like the little porn bass line came on for a minute. <laughs> no, I didn't notice. And then disappeared. Well, that's how it is. You have the image in your head, the music is in the background, and then you snap back to reality and you're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, 
Um, I'm going to be on that conference call in one minute. <laughs> that happens to me about a thousand times a day, that music. The music and the imagery, plays. And then somebody's like, do you have any stamps? I'm like, huh? Oh, right. I'm going to the post office. <laughs> it's just, would you like to lick my stamp? <laughs> okay. You're starting to sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's what the sex spot reminds me of. But it's not sexy, at least because she has this What's weird accent. deep, sexy voice? And she's a... No. That's not my voice. It's the sex yes, spot voice. Yes, it is. Voice. You did it before. It was, I was talking about the sex spot. I don't like it. I don't like it It, like, either. makes me uneasy. <laughs> You're scared of the sex spot. No, I'm scared of you in that voice. That's my sex spot voice. Well, I don't like it. I'm getting an upgrade next week. <laughs> I'm sorry. Better do a lot better than a Hallmark bear this year. Missy. That shirt's mm. cute. Oh, that was a pathetic. What? Save attempt. The shirt's cute. Well, I was looking at it. It is pretty cute. I bought it. Thanks for buying me this shirt. There's a butthole on your shirt. <laughs> there is not. Yes, there is. <laughs> oh, my God, there is. <laughs> Wait, I didn't know that. It's like a little marmoset, and it has a little butthole. <laughs> no, it's like a marmoset purse, and it's got a butthole. Oh, great. I can't wear this anymore. Oh, my God, why does your shirt have a butthole on it? I'm going to take a picture of that and put it on the forum. It's hilarious. Okay. But then, what gives you an indication of, okay, Alice is probably done with this, <laughs> other than the obvious, like, throwing her on the bed. Oh, did you see Alice's panties? Oh, they were really cute. Yeah. She suggests to Phyllis that she starts dating other, or having sex with other people. And Phyllis says, no, you're all I need. And all this We're shit. binary stars orbiting <laughs> with the gravity. <laughs> yeah, when your girlfriend starts encouraging you to fuck other people. <laughs> That's probably a sign that you should have kept the book for yourself. So um, Max is at work composing his letter of resignation. Which is a sentence. It's like, I don't like you anymore. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) The boss comes in to talk to him about Brooke. And Max doesn't know how much Brooke told the guy. So he's pretty nervous. And then the guy starts talking about how Brooke is flighty. And she's got a different guy as often as she's got a different shirt. And then he starts saying something about how one week she loves something. The next week she's comparing it to the worst crime ever perpetrated by the fashion industry. And then I was like, wait, is he saying that that's Max? Or that's the shirt. I'm confused. What? Oh, yeah, that was a weird... It was like there was supposed to be another line in between there, and they took it out. I thought he meant Max was a fashion victim, but apparently... (laughs) (laughs) Which he is. I need to rewind. So Max doesn't lose his job. So far, anyway. But his boss still doesn't know. What do you think Max does at his computery job (laughs) using computers with networking and the internet searches? If you know anything about computers and then you see him and his workplace, you know that it's bullshit because they kind of throw in a little bit of everything and that's not how it is. Like when he closed out the screen with his email to his boss, Uh there was just random gaming code beneath that. And I'm like, does he work (laughs) for a gaming company? I thought he was a networking. It was weird. So yeah, whoever put together this fake job, they have the most generic sense of what it's like to work in any kind of technology (laughs) field. They're like, I don't know, give them a glass desk. Put an iPod on there. Mm -hmm. They have to show an iPod in every episode. Plus, Max, he would have a Zune. Look at him. (laughs) I don't know. But he wouldn't have have a white iPod. He'd have a black black iPod. His was green. Green green. is neutral. Green? Yeah, he had the green one. Oh, I thought it was white. No. No, I think the, the... Okay, okay. Uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> Let's overanalyze the color iPod Max would pick. <laughs> we don't talk about the color of his shirt. Green. For some reason, the color of his iPod matters. Oh, he wore a green shirt and a green iPod. He was wearing a green shirt. Okay. When later on, he was wearing a green shirt. Let's talk about Stretch Armstrong. Matches his eyes. Who? Stretch Armstrong. I had that. The Amazing Rubber Woman. I had that when I was little. It's cool. Did you <laughs> it have a it? a fun toy, huh? No, I was oh. a girl. I had girl toys. I was just going to say, I had to beg my mom for it. She was like, that's a boy toy. And it's like a dude in his panties. <laughs> 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 and you 
walls. It would be like you give one end to your brother or sister, and then you'd just walk across the room with its leg, and its leg would be like, and then when you let go, it'd be like, and slowly go back. It was fucking cool. Anyhow, Shane's <laughs> new love interest is... And you could tie it around the leg to the coffee table and then tie the other... You could tie the, the right dog. arm. <laughs> no, I remember doing this. You could tie the arm around the one coffee table leg and then you'd pull the opposite leg to the opposite coffee table leg and then the stretch Armstrong would be like, bondage guy. I'll stretch <laughs> out like... <laughs> bondage guy. I guess. Well, he was on a torture table or something. There he is. Anyway, I want one. Oh, I want one now. I totally want one. What I'm trying to say here. What if the Stretch Armstrong had a penis that got stretched out? You could just like be like, sorry. (laughs) Are you done? Take a moment if you need one. Go ahead. You done? Will you get me one for my birthday? No, I already know what I'm getting you for your birthday. What? A big pile of neck band-aids. <laughs> Give me something I don't already have, like a Stretch Armstrong doll. You're not getting a fucking Stretch Armstrong doll. Do <laughs> I you know how old you, you are going to be? I have asked you for two things, and both of them you're denying me. What was the other thing? A punching bag. I'm not... <laughs> Not a punching bag, but like the big, like the tie dollar baby. (laughs) You can't have a punching bag because I don't want that shit in my house. (laughs) Well, we've got the bag of peanuts, (laughs) and you can't have Stretch Armstrong. What's the difference between having a giant? Six foot tall bag of styrofoam peanuts in the living room, which I, I have been to that too. <laughs> well, we've had it in there for three weeks, and I've been pu- using it as a punching bag. I okay, love wait, it. Wait, 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 pause. <clears throat> What's the difference I between come having home, that? I come home from a long, hard day at work. <laughs> oh, okay. I object to that statement. You've never had a long, hard day of work in your life. That is totally false. You know what? I, my job is fucking hard. <laughs> well, you act like you were out slinging bricks or something. It might be hard, like your brain's tired. Yes, it is hard on my little brain. <laughs> you come home, there's smoke coming out of your ears. Because I'm the sex bot 3000. <laughs> my point <laughs> is... I come home and Casey's like, oh my God, you're never going to guess what happened. It was amazing. It was like I was driving gift. on the highway. It was like a gift from God. And you'll never guess what I found on the side of the road. It's awesome. Thinking it's going to be like a piece of furniture. Or furniture. a puppy. A puppy. It's a giant six foot tall bag of styrofoam packing peanuts. She's like, like, look, isn't it amazing? Uh, and it's been sitting in my living room. And I'm awesome. like, what's the purpose of the six foot tall okay. bag of styrofoam? And she just goes up and starts pummeling it. Okay. She'll just walk through the room and out of nowhere she starts beating the fuck out of this innocent bag of styrofoam packing peanuts. And that is why you can't have Stretch Armstrong. Why? Why are these related? Okay, wait. You act like... You can't justify this. <laughs> oh, yes, Go I can. Go ahead and try. I'm driving down the highway, and I see something fly over to the side of the road off of a truck. And it's huge, enormous, like as big as my car almost, and white. And I'm like, what is that? It was weird. And all these cars slow down, and then I slow down, and I see. And then it rolls perfectly over to, like, the, the median. In the, it's at the highway. And I'm like, oh, my God, it's a ginormous bag of styrofoam peanuts. And I happen to have been doing a little bit of shipping that week. This is what happens to me. I'm like, the day before that, I had to go buy styrofoam peanuts. I don't have a problem spending money. I'm not one of those cheap fucking dykes. I did have a problem spending like $13 on a one cubic foot bag of styrofoam peanuts. First of all, this is bad for the environment. I was pissed about it. And then the very next day, it was like a gift from God. A gigantic bag. It was a highway, so I had to get off the exit, get back on going the other direction, get back on. And I pulled over to the side and all these people were like, wow, it's like a giant bag. And I oh, I'm sure everybody car. was like, oh. <laughs> they were. They were so jealous. A of ray me. of light came down from heaven, <laughs> illuminating the whiteness of the peanuts. It was. It was like a super gray day. And then there's this beautiful white 
pristine bag of peanuts. So I pull over, barely enough room for my car on the little, and the dog is in the car. He's like, what the hell's going on? <laughs> He's in the back seat. I open the back seat door and I start shoving this bag in. <laughs> and seriously, it barely fit through the door of the car. It's huge. And I had to like <laughs> punch it to get it in the car. <laughs> I was like, okay, obviously Lewis is going to jump over into the passenger seat in the front when this bag starts approaching him, but he's not that bright. So instead, what he does is just sits there and looks at it coming towards him, cl- inching closer and closer, <laughs> and he's backs up against the window of the car. <laughs> and I'm like trying to hurry up because I don't want to get hit and the dog gets smushed between this giant (laughs) bag of styrofoam peanuts and the window of the car and then you see him like (laughs) from the outside of the car he looks like he's swimming in air trying to get out of there and he's like dog paddling uh, smushed up against the window into the front seat and then when he gets up there I'll see he was all happy like I made it I got out of the styrofoam but yeah it was awesome I couldn't wait till you got home and I got to show you (laughs) (laughs) That's the best part of the story. (sighs) I don't normally pick things up on the side of the road. Okay, I do. If I saw a sex bot lying by the side of the road, I might stop and get it. I would keep going. You would not. Like, your giant forehead is blinding me. We saw a dead body by the side of the road, and you're like, eh, we're on our way to get ice cream. You don't want to stop. I didn't want to be late for the movie. It was already dead. What are we going to do? I don't know. Report it? You're like, they was found a- him eventually. <laughs> they found him that night. We saw it on the news. All I'm saying is, is that I want a punching bag. Not like, you know, the speed ball. I want a giant... The kind that you fill with sand or water in the base, and then you can just run up to it and punch it in its imaginary head. That's what I want. I think I deserve it. I do deserve it. And Stretch Armstrong. We're talking, we were trying to talk about Paige and her Paige. elongated torso. Because if the play date goes well, we might just end up seeing a sleepover with these two. <laughs> the point that I've been trying to get to for the past <laughs> 30 minutes. Sorry. Paige is a mutant <laughs> she has genetic issues well for you didn't say anything about it and i noticed and i was like pause rewind and i wasn't gonna say anything and then you're like what and i'm like her belly button her belly button is like between her boobs <laughs> <It's>... <laughs> like what happened the space between the bottom of her bra and the top of her pants is like three and a half feet <laughs> She has a huge torso, and her belly button is closer to her boobs than her vagina. She has, like, extra abs that normal people don't have. She's got a 12-pack. She has, like, a 14-and-a-half-point-nine-pack. Oh, my God. Yeah, she was weird. And I didn't notice it. I noticed she wasn't that attractive. She's cute. She's She's completely average, but it's Shane. Okay, wait. Back up. Rewind white belt yeah (laughs) white belt i said it would look cool you were like a white belt okay shane can wear a white belt no she okay no one else can i thought you were gonna say she could wear anything Mm -hmm. she can't wear um a dress she looks ridiculous in a dress that's true well shane looks better in a white belt than bet does (laughs) it's a different kind of belt but yeah i didn't like shane's outfit I can't wait to see Shane and Paige hook up because what? clearly Shane is going to fuck Paige's brains out. Well, yeah. And Paige is a big girl. I mean, she's like eight and a half feet tall. <laughs> you said that like it was completely normal. She's not that tall. It's just that Shane is really scrawny. No, she's extremely tall and she's probably got a good 70 pounds on Shane. Yeah, I noticed that when they were together. I noticed in the scene when they're in the living room and it's kind of dark. Yeah, it was as if you were in Alice in Wonderland or something. <laughs> like, Shane's on one side of the room, and she's puny, and then there's Amazon woman on the other side. And I was trying to imagine them naked together, and I was like, this is weird. It'd be like jumping on a trampoline. <laughs> she's a monster. Is she? No. I think she's a little bit big-boned. Is that the term? She's like elongated-boned. <laughs> 
I bet she's years like, from now, archaeologists are going <laughs> to study her. <laughs> I bet she's Nordic. Yeah. So what do you think of Paige? Okay, yeah. Who so cares? that actress, Christiana Loken, do you know who she's with in real life? Um, Hulk Hogan? <laughs> Close. Anna Lucia from Lost. <gasps> oh, oh, yeah. See? Now they make a good couple. Yeah. That's hot. Yeah. They're, they look like professional wrestlers. <laughs> oh, that is hot. <laughs> what? <laughs> that is... Okay, wait. Porn music is playing in my head right now. Just <laughs> hold on a second. Okay, go. <laughs> anyway, I don't dig the tattoo on her back. And it's I don't dig hideous. her mutant... <laughs> belly button <laughs> like she must have been a test tube baby and the they accidentally turned it upside down or something <laughs> i do kind of like how their little interaction went on the couch where she was like are you hitting on me she's so needy she's all mm-hmm. like oh my god are you hitting on me and she's like no i'm sorry if i made you feel uncomfortable and she's like no i was hoping you would have I need to exit from the room now. Excuse me. How sad. She's obviously hard up. Oh, please. It's Shane. Hmm? It's Shane. Shane has that magnetism. She brings out the inner bisexual, (laughs) even in the PTA mom. Well, she did say that one thing. She said, um, I'd be happy to never fuck another man in my life. In her life. Spoken like a true straight girl. (sighs) You're right. The people who hate men are straight girls. Gay girls don't care. (laughs) <laughs> All I have written under pages, size. <laughs> I have written, measure the space between belly button and pants button. <laughs> wow. She's cute, though. Then Alice and Jenny have their high school moment. <gasps> I loved this. This was so funny. I okay. loved the whole Alice and Jenny interaction from start to to kiss like all of it is great <laughs> this is finally a moment that does reflect the way that we live this is how we live we're a bunch of drama queens <laughs> yes well first when alice comes over with her hat on and jane answers the door and they kind of you can hear what they're saying seem completely realistic what did she say grease light. she's like i like your outfit too grease lightning <laughs> and the hat looks it looks to me like she's being influenced by poppy because that looks like something poppy would wear Poppy always yeah. has some weird hat on. I thought the hat was fine. I don't know why they were kicking on the hat so bad. I mean, it's not something you'd want to wear every day, but it went with her outfit. It was all right. It was all right. It was okay. It, she it was looks right, better dog. without it. She would have looked better with maybe like the side braids that come down in the front. Or perhaps a paper bag over her head. Or a headband. How about a sweatband? <laughs> Stretch Armstrong? Wrapped around her head? <laughs> Well, before so obviously c- Alice is pissed off about Jenny's complete lack of originality and her like thinly, thinly veiled rewriting of their lives to get her into the New York. She's not really pissed off though. Well, Jenny basically calls Alice a <laughs> bisexual poser, fashion victim, well, gossip queen. She is. <laughs> I personally don't see what's wrong with that. <laughs> well, that doesn't make it not true. Oh my god. What? It's you. <laughs> it is you. <laughs> you would never wear that hat. Hats look weird on you. That's true. Look how uncomfortable you got. You're like, holy shit, it is me. No, but I was thinking about how bad I look in hats. Oh, <laughs> well, don't wear them. <laughs> so Alice and Jenny immediately start getting into mm-hmm. it. And Max is just sitting there. <laughs> well, did you see? And he cracked me up because he's just sitting there like... I mean, she claims that it's not you. Shrug. (laughs) (laughs) Totally neutral. I'm not getting into this. Uh Uh-huh. And then what does Shane do? She does the thing that she always does. She stands by with her eyebrows, like her eyes scrunched and her eyebrows in different directions like her. She gives the same look as if a dog hears a cat meow. His head gets all crooked and he's like, huh? (laughs) Who's that? That's the look on Shane's face. And then she's obviously trying to pretend to take them seriously. But inside, she's cracking up, and she has to put her hand over her mouth as if she's like, hmm, fascinating. And really, she's I thought like, it was oh, great. shit. Alice has the last word, as usual. But I liked how Jenny argues, because she's just like, nah, 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 nah. It was awesome. It was really funny. Well, the best was when she first came in. Shane was like, Jenny, are you going with us? Are you almost ready or whatever? And she's like, I'll be ready in a second. <laughs> and Alice goes, um, if she's going, I'm not going. Which is so juvenile. And Jenny's just like, what the fuck? 
<laughs> what if one of your friends came over and said that? I'd act like Shane. I'd be like, oh, whatever, dog. <laughs> whatever, dog. What are you, Randy from American Idol? I've been Listen, trying dog. to be more like Randy. <laughs> I'm trying to be more like Paula. <laughs> <laughs> we skipped the, the fight. Continues on all the way to the bar. <laughs> yeah, They're still fighting. What did they and say? Then she said something about her hat and the village people. <laughs> um, but then, of course, they run into Sticky. They run stinky. Into stinky Merkin. <laughs> stinky Merkin. Stinky Merkin and her vet, Leslie. And Lindsay. What whatever. The fuck is wrong with you? <laughs> Leslie. Who's her Leslie vet, Lindsay. Oh, okay. In her genius attempt to hide, which is exactly what I always do when I see someone I don't want to see. She's like, Alice, you got to kiss me. Come on, kiss me. She wasn't hiding. She just thought that they wouldn't approach her if they were like, <laughs> it worked. She like picked Jenny up and threw her up against the wall and kissed her though. Jenny grabbed her head and pulled her over and <laughs> held her in. And Alice is like, no, I don't. Best. Yeah, that was the best. Say it. I don't kiss girls who wear doilies. <laughs> That's like the line from Reality Bites. How do I look? And then the guys are just looking back and forth like, you look like a, you look like a, Doily. <laughs> and Winona Ryder runs out of the room crying. Really, though, I don't think Jenny has much room to criticize Alice's fashion sense. Well, they have very opposite tastes. That's why they do that. Yeah, but Jenny always looks like something. She always looks like she's wearing the clothes that you would find on a doll in a garbage can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's hot. That your dog ate the arm off of. She's, oh, that's hot. I think it is hot. She dresses like Helena Bonham Carter in Fight Club. Ooh, that's super hot. I like it. She's trying to stand out. She reminds okay. me of one of our friends. Just her fashion sense. Oh, yeah, kind of. Do you know who I'm talking about? The one who looks exactly like Amanda Peet. Who's Amanda Peet? From Studio 60. Her name rhymes with Italian food. <laughs> yeah. Okay, anyway. You mean... Banalian Good. <laughs> Our friend Banalian Good. <laughs> yeah, Banalian Good. She's awesome. <laughs> well, well, don't say her name. Now we're going to have to bleep it out. I didn't. Banalian Good. Oh. <laughs> oh my God, I could barely. We call her the Italian right. Banalian. <laughs> no, we don't, but we will now. <laughs> So they're at the club, and Shane's just sitting at the bar, and she sees a cute girl and gives her the look. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is why Shane is Shane. <laughs> this look right here. I was like, oh, my God, my pants are melting off. Where are they going? What's happening? Yeah. All she does is, excuse me. <laughs> Sorry. All she does is look at this girl, and it's like, mm. it's like a trap. She doesn't beam. just look at her. She's just sitting there. She looks bar, her up and chilling. down and gives she her the gives eye. She gives her the eye, and it's like, wow. Mm -hmm. It's hot. Right, and then she gets cock-blocked by Poppy. Shane says something to the girl, like, how are you? Mm -hmm. How's your night? Or whatever. And the girl says, it's delicious. Oh, I know. What's no, that? no, no. She said, you're delicious. Is this some sort of new slang that I'm not using? Delicious? And let me tell you why I'm asking. Let me tell you why... I'm looking at you like this, too. Somebody just said that to me. But I don't even remember what they were talking about. But they said delicious in this weird way. Like, yeah, delicious. And I was like, delicious? I think that was me. No, it wasn't. It was. No, it really wasn't. Okay, who was it? Well, what? <laughs> it was Battalion Good. <laughs> oh, it wasn't. It wasn't Battalion Good. <laughs> You're like, what? <laughs> Why are you saying this about Delicious. Okay, because yesterday, my six-year-old niece called me to ask me how fish go to the bathroom. <laughs> go to the bathroom? Yeah, she was like, how do fish poop? Mm -hmm. So after I explained it to her, we were talking, and she was like, I took a long, hot shower, and it was delicious. She did? She's six. <laughs> That's weird. The girl's slanging at me. She, I'm like... What's Slice. this new six-year-old lingo <laughs> that I don't understand? Delicious. You and didn't then she started cracking up. She's like, I didn't mean it tasted good. I meant it was, I don't know what I mean. Aww. You know how she is. Mm -hmm. Wow. 
Okay, apparently delicious is. Welcome to the planet, the podcast that's delicious. Let's change it to that. Okay. Hey, how about that'll be your new sign off? See you next time when I'm more delicious than the last. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, and then Poppy comes up and is obnoxious and takes the girl away, but it's kind of dumb. She's just like, oh, I know a child with that name. She's great. That wouldn't really do it for me. And Ruby's like, look, just fight it out amongst yourselves. And <laughs> She's like, I don't which, care which one. Yeah. <laughs> I just want to go home with one. Then we're introduced to Tasha, who is a really cool character, I think. And you've been spoiled on this, and I haven't, so I feel weird. I had never seen her before, seen pictures of her or anything. That actress, holy shit. She is the hottest girl who's ever been on the L word. You say this every time. No. She is the hottest, hottest girl ever. She's <laughs> so hot. You said this about Danielle C. I don't think she's particularly... She's attractive in her own way, but it's it's not really... Obviously, it's not my type, but there's something about her. And obviously, that's what they're trying to intrigue us in some way and make us think she's dangerous or whatever. It sucks because you know what the storyline is and I don't. I don't want to know. I got spoiled accidentally. <clears throat> if I guess it, will you tell me? No. Okay, here are my guesses. I think they're trying to make it seem like she like got out of prison, but that it can't be that obvious. So what I'm thinking is that she's either a MTF or just an M. Am I close? You think it's a guy? I don't think it's a guy in real life, but it could be. Well, I'm not going to tell you if you're right or wrong. And Alice is the one who's interested in this person, which also makes me think that since Alice is bisexual poser. But I don't know. I wish you could guess with me. I feel stupid guessing alone. It sucks. I didn't want to know what the deal was with her. But all I'll say is that her story seems really interesting, and I think a lot of people are going to like it. It's different from their usual, I'm a fashionista in in L.A., blah, blah, blah. She's in the witness protection program. (laughs) (laughs) But she is smoking hot. She's got these little lines at the corners of her mouth. And, oh, man. She is really... I like this character a lot. I like the character a lot. And I like that Alice is interested in her for no real reason. She's intrigued by how different she is. Yeah. She's mysterious. She's hot. I can't tell if she's hot or not, to be honest. She's hot. She's really masculine. Um, I think that's just how she was acting in that scene, but, I mean, her features are really soft and feminine. It was just her attitude that was kind of masculine. Okay, so that throws out my number two and number three theories. Hmm. Oh, the whole transsexual Mm -hmm. whatever. That seems too weird. No, I think it's going to be something even weirder. What is it? I can't tell you. (laughs) Anyway, Tasha, I really like this character. I can't wait to see what she turns out to be like. And some people are already like, oh my god, she's a black stereotype. Huh? She's been on screen for 30 seconds. How is she a black stereotype? Uh, Because she's angry or something. It's like, give her a minute. I don't think that. She just walked on on set. They're already like, oh my god, she's such a stereotype. Well, even if she were, how would you know yet? Yeah. Give her a minute. (laughs) Let her have a line (laughs) before you decide. (laughs) Yeah. I guess some people, after the whole thing with Carmen and then Poppy and then the naked black lady in the cage, they're not willing to give <laughs> okay, the, the show the benefit black lady of the in doubt cage anymore. You can complain about, <laughs> but this, yeah, you got to give it a minute. So that goes to the schmancy fundraisers party that Phyllis is hosting, using and Helena as a caterer. And we didn't really get a chance to talk too much about Helena this podcast, but hopefully next week we'll have more time for her. I noticed how cute she was in the kitchen, though, with Alice. I like Helena more. When her character first came onto the show, I didn't like her. And then I started to like her. And I I keep liking her more and more. I love it after the food gets ruined and she has to come up with an emergency plan B. And she's serving the food and she's got, like, wisps of hair escaping. (laughs) And she's all sweaty and she looks so cute. She's super hot. How tall do you think she is? Um, maybe seven feet tall. (laughs) Seriously, she's very tall. I Do you don't think know. she's above or below six feet? I think she's probably right around there. She looks really tall. Oh my god, they should have like a Godzilla versus Mothra of Helena versus Paige. <laughs> <laughs> no, Helena's dainty though. Paige is like, rawr. she's real athletic. 
And then I, I start to like the character of Helena and like she's really cute to me now. Like cute. Not super sexy hot, but she's cute to me and I like her. And then I remembered that scene of her fucking Dylan in the beach house. And I remember how hot she is. She hides it with her clothing. It's weird. She's super hot underneath. And then I feel weird. <laughs> oh, wait. I think there's some music playing in your head right now. And done. Okay. Sorry. The tangent. <laughs> the difference is when you have the music in your head and you have those scenes, you're like completely quiet and unable to talk. And I just tell you about it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Jody and Tom convince Bet Porter to break the rules. And they shotgun marijuana. That was the hottest shotgun I've ever seen. <laughs> so clearly there's some sparks between Jody and Bette. And I really love them together. I think they would be an awesome couple. As I was watching this scene, I figured out what I think is going to happen. I think you're right, even though I don't know what you think. <laughs> well, this is my theory. It's not a spoiler because it's just mm -hmm. what I think from watching that scene. So Bette comes along. She's... The new dean, she's all powerful. Everybody's really interested in her. And Nadia becomes infatuated with Bet, flirts with her. Bet has a fling with her and tosses her aside. Mm -hmm. Like that thing to Bet was just a little, mm -hmm. a little roll. But to Nadia, that to her was like a big deal. This isn't what I thought you were going to say. Okay. So I think what Bet did to Nadia by not taking her as seriously, that's what Jody's going to do to Bet. Beth's going to hook up with Jody and think that they have this connection and they're going to have a relationship. And Jody's going to just think that it was a fling. Oh. And not really be interested in her. That is And it'll be like the what karma of what Beth did to Nadia will come back and what Jody will do to Beth. And that's my theory. Okay. My theory is this. Okay. Well, this isn't really my theory. This is what I thought your theory was going to be. <laughs> I thought your theory was going to be that... The whole thing happened with Nadia, and now Bet's kind of, she's telling them a little bit too much information, Jody and Tom, and they're kind of asking for it in a subtle way. It seems kind of sneaky and clever, so I think that, I don't know, but I think it's going to be some sort of artistic endeavor, and Bet's going to be exposed for sleeping with these people, and like she mentioned, a congressman or a senator, and I think that it's going to be like an expose. Why would they do that to her? I don't know, but that's what I thought your theory was. It's not my theory. That doesn't make sense to me because you would think that they would at least support a woman and a lesbian being the dean of arts because usually the dean of arts is some white guy. Well, I don't know what the deal is, but yeah, I think that Jody and Bet would be great together also. Maybe Jody, Bet, and Tom. <laughs> <laughs> and Phyllis. Oh, in the final <laughs> scene. Alice has showed up at the party to help rescue Helena from her catering disaster. Oh, yeah. Which, actually, Helena handled the catering disaster very professionally, I well, thought. Well, I'm sure she broke even on that then. She called Alice at the bar, and she was like, you need to go buy some caviar. And she does it. Yeah, $5,000 worth of caviar. Alice just walks around with five grand in her pocket? Well, she has a credit card. But I wouldn't trust Helena to pay me either. <laughs> All right, I'll trade you five pounds of caviar for one pair of your shoes. <laughs> and then we see the heartbreaker scene. Kind I of. I didn't think it was a heartbreaker. I thought it was kind of creepy. Yeah, that's why I said kind of. Well, it was sad. See, this is weird because Phyllis is acting towards Alice the way Alice used to mm. act towards Dana. Oh, you're right. Are you getting religious on me? I'm not the one who thinks God gave me styrofoam packing peanuts. <laughs> no, but you believe in karma now. I don't, but it's a show. It's not someone's writing the show. Perhaps they believe in karma. Do you believe in karma? No. But you believe in odds. Odds are, if you've done it to somebody else, somebody's going to do it to you. Maybe not. It depends on if it's in the whole lesbian sex book. Well, has that ever happened to you? The pool yes. scenes? It's horrible. It feels almost as bad to be the person who can't get rid of the crazy obsessed person mm -hmm. as it feels to be the crazy obsessed person. I think it's worse on Alice's side. Maybe not because they don't really have a relationship. They just, she thought it was a fling. Phyllis told her she loved her. Uh, I think she did that accidentally. Have you ever done that? No. Maybe the person you talk to most of the time on the phone is your girlfriend. And you're like, okay, yeah, I'll see you later. I love you. Bye. And then sometimes... I have almost done that with just friends. I'll be like, okay, yeah, I'll talk to you later. I, 
I got a girl. <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I almost just told my boss that I loved him. I've never done that, <clears throat> but I don't know if you remember this. One time after I got off the phone with my friend, you tried to convince me that I had done that. <laughs> you did. And then I didn't know. And, you and we argued about it for 20 minutes. And then I called her back and asked her. Bye. No, but I was like, no, I didn't. And you're like, you totally just did. I was like, no, I really, I would remember if I had said that. And you go. The funny thing is, is that you had to call her back. And well, ask her you were so convincing. And then you asked her if you told her that you loved her. She's like, What? I hate you. I hate you. It's so funny that you, especially because the person who it was, I'm sure she was just like, because she's one of those straight girls who always thinks that if you're nice to her, that you might be hitting on her. So then you call her back and you're like, did I just tell you that I loved you? (laughs) Yeah, so I'm not your friend anymore. I like how, like, on our last podcast, we did some bong hits. And then this week on the L Word, they're shotgunning. Oh, yeah, that's true. The L word totally imitates my life. And then the white belt shows up. And this concludes another L word podcast. (laughs) What? That's how the official one ends. They say that? (laughs) Yeah, she has this really deep voice and she's like really serious. And this concludes another L word podcast. And now a word from my belly button. I want Your my belly, belly button, button is crooked. What? It's not up and down or side to side. It's like diagonal. Whatever. At least it's in the right spot. <laughs> it's not in between my boobs. <laughs> it's in my neck hole. <laughs> I think it should be called the belly hole. Oh. Uh, anyway, um, <clears throat> a belly the deadline vagina. is coming up quickly for you to get your submissions in for the Valentine's podcast. So if you want to write a special note or a poem, or sing a song, or... Can you fucking control yourself? God! God! If I had a Stretch Armstrong doll, or a punching bag, I could take my energy out on that instead of on the chair while you're talking. You might consider that when shopping for my birthday gift, Elka. If you want to send in your Valentine's or anti-Valentine's messages for us to read or play on the podcast, you can send them to theplanetcast at gmail.com, or you can call our listener hotline, 206-203-3552, 206-203-ELKA. Oh my god! (laughs) You like that, don't you? No! And as always, you can download the podcast or find links to our MySpace and our listener forum at the And our tip jars. (laughs) Yes, and the tip jars. And the address to send. Also known as the birthday jars (laughs) this week. (laughs) The address to send uh, Casey's birthday presents. Mm -hmm. All this and more can be found at theplanetcast.blogspot.com. All this and more. (laughs) But wait, there's more. (laughs) Theplanetcast.blogspot.com. I just thought of a brilliant idea. Okay, that girl, what's her name? Paige. Mm-hmm. Instead of Paige having the ginormous, ugly back tattoo, she should have a plastic surgeon sew up her belly button and cover it and then have a, pl- a belly button tattoo lower where it's supposed to go. What would you do if somebody had a belly button tattoo? That's about it. That wraps up the show. Adios, amigas. Love you. Bye. Love ya. Oh, did I just say that? (laughs) Oh, happy. Miss Artage, she screamed. Cause she had a dog that was named Happy. But everybody thought she was saying, I'm happy. Oh, but she was just screaming, happy, happy. Cause a dog was named Happy Happy Come home Happy Come home Happy Come home Happy And all the neighbors thought she was screaming Crazy Right out of her head she was happy there's a lot of dead air dead air
Put me to sleep. <laughs> 